Shafee. Shafee, are, are you there? Why don't we start with joust jams? Hey, why not? Pleats and jousts. Can we cut them? Hell yeah, we can. Wanna know how? Get this. Proprietary to Macmillan. Only us. Ready? We fit Donnelly nut space and grip grids and splay flex brace columns against Beanfast and Derek Husknuts and girdle plate cherries. While plate flex tandems press task apparatus of 10 vertipin plated pant traps at every maiden clamp plate bag. Night has fallen once again on the hill country surrounding Austin, Texas. The limestone has turned from yellow to pink to the bone light of the moon. The birds have long vacated filled the landlord's bird feeder. It's time once again for one magical hour a Matthew and Schaefer podcast spectacular. Here I sit behind my microphone inside my ivy covered castle joisting maiden plate clamps to uh plate clips from back back fronts oh, i can't do i can't do a uh, jargon quite like they do on the patriot but uh it sure is fun uh maybe if i had a little help from a man who had mandibles like the predator who was the uh children's folk rock king of tarzana california who was a martinique mystiquer and a Mozambique Magnifique, Matthew Rampy. Hello, Matthew. I'm gonna fight them all. A seven nation podcast couldn't hold me back. They're gonna download it. Taking their time right behind our backs. And I'm talking to myself at night because I got a podcast. Back and forth with my buddy Shafe behind this mic at last. That's it. That's all I got. Um, okay. Wow. This is unfortunate. It says, this user's computer is not allowing Riverside to record. Please make sure they refresh the page to continue recording. That's you, Shafey McDiggles. <laughs> and so we lost him. Okay, well, I'm gonna. I think we're gonna start the podcast with. Uh, it's now it's me and our guest Ada is with us. Uh, she. I don't know if Chafee mentioned that this is. We're recording tonight, episode 100, uh, which is very exciting to everybody, and we've got a special guest tonight, uh, Ada Lamone. Chafee McDiggles is back, and it I'm seems back. that he's recording again. But then. This is going to make the editing of said podcast pretty interesting. So here we go. Episode 100. Hey, everybody, if it gets out of sync, uh, you know, such as life doesn't. Chafee, doesn't life get out of sync sometimes? It certainly does. Congratulations, Matthew, on that little gift I just gave you. So uh, we lost Chafee for a second. I was very explicit about it to start the cast. Episode 100. Things still go wrong. I like the setup better now. Uh, because before in my, on my browser, it was you and I were right next to each other, but now we're boy, boy, girl, boy, girl here. Um, we got Ada in the middle. She's, we're going to, we're going to talk about her life and career momentarily. 
And Matthew's um, seeing an extra girl, which is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you just you just finished a uh, a rather brilliant parody I'm... of Seven Nation Army by the White Stripes. Is that right? Seven Nation podcasts. Oh. I did. I, brilliant. I'm not sure about that. I again, I'm willing to concede that just switching out words in a song for the word podcast does not a parody make. But uh, you know, um, I'm, I'm trying to make each words one. Switched out though. It. You're right. It did. It did. I, I spent. I spent up to and including 10, 15 minutes on that one. So yeah. Um, hey, Shafe. Good to see you. Here we are. We're still casting episode 100. It's nice to be here. I really. I wonder what what happened just now. That's. Uh, we'll just uh, f- forage forward and. Yeah, I think uh, I think we'll be okay. We'll give it. I a guess try. when there's a when there's a shutdown of your recording equipment that your listeners can't see, you probably shouldn't repeatedly bring that shutdown up again on, on the podcast. It so shouldn't be not, the it shouldn't be the theme of episode one hundred. <laughs> a technical difficulty that I think that we've worked through should not be the theme of this episode. We're it's a time capsule. We're we're celebrating a hundred. We're looking to the future. We've got a super special guest finally. Um, yes, I'm, I'm always disparaging former guests. I'm always talking about like this is the greatest guest we've had. Every every level of guest gets greater, and everyone below them feels bad. But that's not true because none of them are actually listening. That's uh, that's because they are former guests, and this guest is now. <laughs> They're like, we've done this. And maybe, maybe that's my like Ram Dass be here now ethos mentality is that like it's always who, whatever guest we have is the greatest guest of all time. Right. I'm just I am so in the present through I mean, through the Internet, not but not present, not ever like everybody in the same room. But I think that we should we should welcome uh, Ada to the show at this time. Shafi, would you like to introduce her to the to the listeners? Uh, this is my my old friend Ada is joining us tonight. We planned to have her. We uh, we scheduled and discussed the matter and talked to her a long time ago. We really wanted to have her for our one hundredth episode because she is an extremely talented poet and and has a lot of funny stories with me. So she's kind of the perfect guest, if you will. Very well spoken. Very interesting. And uh, and super super excited to have her. So uh, welcome, Ada. Thank you so much. I'm so glad I get to be a part of this 100th episode. It's so good to see you. It is great to see you too. Uh, this is another one of those uh, podcast guest situations where Schaefer is basically introducing me to a person. Like we, a lot of a lot of our guests are illustrious artists and musicians that Schaefer knows and I'm just Schaefer's little buddy, which is fine. <laughs> which which really works out great because if it was just Ada, I wouldn't ask her all of the questions that our listeners who have never met Ada would have for her. You know, it wouldn't yeah, occur to I, me because I already I know always, all that stuff. And I always do a bunch of internet research and try to ask really kind of focused questions. But the first question that I always, that I lead off with is, Ada, can you tell us like, do, do you remember meeting Schaefer for the first time? Yes. There, yeah, everybody <laughs> does. I, you know, I, I will admit that there was, there was a few nights that, I'm, that were all sort of in a row. 
so that there's a little bit of a blur. But I believe it was at Pete's... Also a yeah. common theme. The blurry edges of Brooklyn. <laughs> a, a few days. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. The blurry edges of me. Um, and uh, yeah, we, I met uh, him at the um, at Pete's candy store. And um, I think that was the first time we met. And he was a poet and he had... I think you had just moved to town maybe. Um, I guess, well, we had all sort of moved to town. You were living in Greenpoint. Um, and I was living in Williamsburg. And uh, I was running a poetry series there with my friend Jennifer L. Knox. And we were hosting. And so I think that, that was the very is first time. a good guess. Um, I think, uh, and this isn't fair because I had like all day, all day to think about this. Because I knew this question was coming, um, and I'm pretty sure, like, we didn't hang out much. But I was introduced to you and to Jen uh, at the Barry Poetry Club at one of Dan Nestor's karaoke plus poetry equals fun events. Oh, was that so? That was Just before. That. Yeah, and in my head, those are like that was afterwards. But yeah, that makes sense. Jen had Jen had hired Dan to start putting together the website. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they were working on that and that's when, and you know, and we did not, we did not hang out and have fun, uh, in the way that I'm sure we did at the first Pete's Big Salmon. Yeah. That's um, when I remember actually hanging out with you. Honestly, that was probably, you know, let's be honest. That was a much bigger deal for me, uh, meeting you guys than it was for you. <laughs> not true. Not true. Schaefer. I was super excited Schaefer about Schaefer has changed my life in more about ways than you'll po- know. Your poems. <laughs> Uh, I definitely like, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I read both your poems because I had been working at, for Painted Bright Quarterly for a little while at that point. Mm, right. And so you guys were both all over my radar and I was just starting to make a splash as it were. And remember how we all had uh, blogs? (laughs) We all had blogs. Yeah. We all had blogs. (laughs) <laughs> and Matthew actually the, had a I was I was on the blog oh, roll yeah. and he was Schaefer, on the roll Schaefer yeah. was on my blog roll nice. and, yeah yeah the deputy actually, was out in San Ada, Francisco there was, there was this one time where Schaefer uh, you were working for Nerve magazine mm-hmm. and oh. Schaefer was there was um, uh, a short story entry possibility and I wrote a short story yeah that was supposed to be noir and it was, it was terrible. Do you think you, you ever gave that short story to her? <laughs> I or did you, or did you stop, or did you stop it before you I gave it to her? I remember that. And I'm sure, I don't know okay. if I was. I hoped, I hope to God that Schaefer read it and he was like, I'm not going to pass And I don't think I was working for Nerve. I mean, I was working for magazines, but I wasn't working for Nerve. Okay. It wasn't Nerve. Couple, couple things going on here. I, th- he's thinking of Ada Calhoun. Oh, oh yeah. well, there's another Ada. Oh, okay. yeah. I love Ada Calhoun. <laughs> yeah, okay. super cool lady working wow. for Nerve. Great writer. Matthew, uh, Matthew I'll, incredible writer. I'll tell you why uh, Why she might she might actually be on your radar recently. When the Beastie Boys released that, uh, spo- you know, what do they call it? A, a spoken Oh, their history. stage show. Oral, oral uh, history. Yeah, the do- the documentary, right? 
Yeah, there was a book that went along with it, though, that came out pretty much right. just a couple years ago or whatever. It's, it's all part of the same thing, though. Uh, mm-hmm. And that book was just a bunch of oral histories of what was going on at the time. There was only one female writer in that book, and it is Ada Calhoun. And she published an essay, I think on nerve, about what it's like to be a feminist and still listen to the Beastie Boys. I love that. Super interesting, super good article. She's an amazing and yeah, writer. She's the only. We should spend this whole time. She's the only writer in that this book. This whole podcast talking no. about Ada Calhoun. <laughs> talking about, I am talking so sorry Calhoun. that I've, I miss. <laughs> The first, my second thing was I mistook the guest for someone else. I was just trying. I was just trying to not mispronounce your name so hard. Okay, what's the next topic? Uh, yeah. So lots of fun, definitely in those early. But honestly, Ada, anybody's memory of that early time is highly suspect. Mine, yours, we might have, you know. We might have we might have bumped into each other, you know, at the Abbey or Iona or something before that even happened, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I was like, didn't even know it. True. Uh, but then and then also, yeah, there was just so much packed into that first six months to a year that we knew each other, uh, just of aggressive fun having. Yeah, we <laughs> we became fast friends. Everybody uh, and we and we sort of traveled with a. It felt like there was a a really good group of poets and artists all together in that one sort of moment. And I, when I think back about the Brooklyn days, I'm, I'm always like that time was really, really quite amazing how many different writers were circulating and, and how many of us sort of hung out on a regular basis and not only hung out, but shared work, made poems together, made art, made films, yeah. wrote plays. It just it, it's and, kind yeah, of extraordinary. Went on to publish some really good books too, yeah. and you know, like I, I think we'd have a lot more boring guests on our podcast if it wasn't for that. Time. <laughs> it is it is the well of that group that we've been pulling from. I love it. <laughs> yeah, definitely, it was... definitely true. Who's running this interview? I got it. You... I got it. No, you go ahead. I was just wondering what Ada might be working on right now. Um, I actually that's, that's the sort of thing that's always on our minds. I actually just finished a new manuscript. Um, so I'm working on editing it now, but that's uh, book number six. So um, congratulations. I'm, I'm really excited about it. And I'm just kind of putting the, putting the finishing touches on it. And um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm very excited. It's, it's, a little different, but it's nice to have come out of the pandemic. Not that, you know, it's completely over, but this idea that I think for when it started, I thought, how am I ever going to write anything? And it just so, it was so nice to know that my, my poetry brain was still somewhat functional um, during the times that were really scary and hard. So, um, so yeah, so yeah, a, a new book, a new book. Of poems. Would you say that there's any uh, standout uh, motifs and form or content that might be notable about the new book? Um, I think it's very nature oriented. I think like most people, um, I grounded myself very much like, you know, Schaefer, when we fa- FaceTimed a couple times during the, uh, when everyone was, you know, sheltering and um, you and I talked about our bird feeders and, you know, there's 
definitely some bird feeder poems in there. And uh, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of nature, a lot of animals, a lot of um, and and also a lot of ancestors. And I think that there was a time where I was calling on them and I was missing people. Right. So there's a lot of that, too. Um, But yeah. Yeah. It's a continuous, you know, a continuous theme of my life. (laughs) Yeah. Super excited. uh, Super excited about it. Thank you. Uh, Yeah, me too. Me too. There was definitely, you know, even like I have some friends who I, you know, I wouldn't really think of as bird people who were going on and on about their bird feeders. Like, and I've got, I got this pair of binoculars and I've got all these books for identifying. It's like, oh, did you know this about the waxwing or? Yeah, I love it. I mean, even Lucas, (laughs) who, um, you know, my husband is not, um, not that he dislikes birds, he just never could identify them. And now he can actually tell like which ones are which. He's like, oh, the grackles are there. Like, I'm like, oh, you you know what that is. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) I can picture Lucas looking at the birds and then being like, huh. And then going and doing something else. <laughs> yeah, or sometimes he's a uh, he'll really guess it right, and I'm like, "Wow, how did you know that?" And he's like, "I just took a, a wild stab." Like he just like remembered I had said it once, you know. <laughs> the next step to that game would definitely be making up new names for birds, and then you know, and then have A to be in like. No, what bird is that? You're like, oh, wait, that's not one of them. Well, I'll let you know if another one comes through. <laughs> yeah, I definitely feel like there's um, there are times. Well, and some of like plant names feel like whoever made them up really was just having a good time. You know, you're like, that's like, really, is that the name of that plant? Like, I love them, but it's like, oh, OK, like heart's ease. And like uh, the bird, oh, yeah. bird's eye speedwell, like <laughs> amazing. <laughs> I love them. Mm-hmm. And you're talking about common names, not like. Geez. No, I'm not talking about the Latin names. No, my stepfather right. Brady, okay. he yeah. he's he always has the Latin names, but I could never remember those. Those sound even more made those, up. Those sometimes made up. I thought that's what. <laughs> No, she's talking about the the gator crested slapback. Exactly. <laughs> Are you, Flew through here. Did just you a look that ago. up? T- tell me you looked that up. <laughs> that went, oh, I saw one out back earlier. The, that that um, distinctive gator crest of theirs is, is identifiable anywhere. <laughs> Wait, are you putting us on? Is that a pull? Yes, no, yes. No, okay. I'm putting you yes. on that. Yes. Okay. So I, I feel uh, I feel caught unawares <laughs> because I've never actually read any of Ada's books, and your books are collections of poetry, correct? Correct. Yes. Yeah. But can I ask you a question about the titles? Mm-hmm. I love I love some of these titles. Um, they're all really evocative and interesting. Um, the first one being Lucky Wreck, which that's that's fun and dichotomous. But I, I my favorite one is the sec your second book, The Big mm-hmm. Fake World. 
like what when you're thinking about a name for the collection what's that process like yeah there it's tough um but I, it's one of my favorite parts is coming up with titles for books but it's hard and this latest one um was hard but uh, but i like it now um but yeah i had a this big fake world is a is actually a, a novel in verse or story in verse, if you will. So it's actually it, it follows a sort of a, a, a made up world of, of a man in a gray suit who falls in love with the lady at the hardware store. And so that's actually a whole world that um, was created. And so this big fake world was is the is the epilogue and, and the prologue. Um, and then but yeah. But, you, but then, and then Lucky Wreck was, is a line in one of the poems in the book. And um, when I was looking for a title, uh, I think it was Jennifer L. Knox who was like, oh yeah, this is, this is it. This is the title. She found it in there. Mm -hmm. And speak about Bright Dead Things. Bright Dead Things uh, is, I was really trying to think of what, how I could sum up the work in that book, which is a super personal book. Um, not that they all aren't. And, um, that one is, I actually am relating it in the poem. It's particularly about pulling up carrots as a kid when they were, uh, and calling them, I love, I say, I love them, my own bright dead thing. Um, but then I was also thinking about how the poem itself is both alive and dead on the page and that we are both you know, as, as human beings, we're dying all the time. Our mortality is with us. And so I thought, so are we, we, we too are bright dead things. And that book in particular deals with the death of my stepmom. So there's a lot of that, of that work of grieving and how that work of grief makes you recommit to being alive in a more alive way with super aliveness. Mm -hmm. That was the best answer ever <laughs> to any question. Um, it's interesting that you didn't you named three titles, I think, and didn't get to my favorite, which is Sharks in the Rivers. Oh, oh. yeah. Well, I was just, tr Maybe that's I was just, just trying the, to leave off your favorites. We don't have time for your favorites here, Shafe. And sharks because the, the ten-year-old in me still loves sharks. Yeah, who doesn't love sharks? But also, who is I mean, I'm, I love them, but I'm also terrified of them. Like, I want them to exist, Yeah. but I also want them to be about the South American, like, this, this is like those South American, like, brackish sharks that do swim uh, up the yeah. rivers. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine just, like, swimming in a river and then there's a shark? Like, you're supposed to be safe in a river. It's <laughs> <laughs> terrifying. Yeah. From what I know about South American rivers, no one is safe in any of them. But, but that, uh, but that has a. Uh, but you are you are supposed to not have to worry about sharks. That's true. Right, right. And then that was also <laughs> that poem. That's the title poem of that book. Has the quote in it that was from a National Geographic article that said sharks bite fewer people than New Yorkers do. <laughs> <laughs> that seems very reasonable. Reasonable to me. So I sort of. Took that quote and built the whole poem <laughs> around that quote. Is that the, like, I remember, I don't know if you can, I, maybe you, I don't know if you're objective enough to pick this. 
Is that the, I remember one of your books being a particularly sexy book. Is that the shark? I think it is Sharks in the Rivers that uh, that I found that way. And that might also be why it strikes it sticks out in my mind as a favorite of mine among your books. Yeah, I think it could because be. I think it could be seen as a sexy book. Bright dead, like but bright stuff. dead things is kind of sexy too. Mm. I mean, let's face it. All my work is pretty sexy. So, <laughs> huh? Do you intentionally imbue it with sexiness, it's just, or does that? It's more it's about just... my personal, you know. The way I live my life. <laughs> yeah. It comes naturally. Yeah. I can relate. Makes sense. So, Ada, it seems as though in reviewing your online presence that you've, you've been uh, nominated for and won many awards for your poetry do you ever get tired of that <laughs> being nominated for and winning awards for your poetry that doesn't ever bore me no that that doesn't that bore you? is a that is that is a that is a, a life delight <laughs> so the national books critics circle award for poetry that wasn't like a bore it was, it was not Come on, the guys. finalist finalist for the national book award and finalist for the kingsley <laughs> tufts poetry award that wasn't like yawn it wasn't like a yawning it festival not, it was not and the finalist for the national books critics circle award that wasn't like de rigueur yeah, no and anytime uh, it's one of those things that I didn't, you never expected. And um, so when it happened, it it just felt, yeah, it totally insane. It still feels insane to me. Have, have you ever won an award that you've never heard of before <laughs> until you won it? I've won an award that I think was just like created for me. <laughs> <laughs> That, that's the best award. Shafee and I have actually won some of those awards right here on the podcast, I'm pretty sure. It was with an arts organization that I adore. And they were like, you know, distinguished fellow of like, you know, I, I like later on I got it. I was like, I don't, I've never heard of this and I don't think they've ever given it out. So I don't, but, um, but I'll take it. You know, if you want to make up an award and, and, and give it to me, I will, I will take it whole and wholeheartedly accept it with grace and gratitude. Um. <laughs> we are on it. The uh, the 100th episode award is coming your way. Yeah. I hope there's a trophy. Uh, I've definitely... There's a trophy. You, a you, bet, trophy. you bet your ass there's a trophy. <laughs> uh, uh, I've definitely learned about some new awards because you've been nominated for them. That's... <laughs> Uh, but uh, that's a good friend. That's what friends are for. Yeah. <laughs> so congrats to uh, every one of them. The ones I've heard of and the ones I haven't. <laughs> yeah. All of them are exciting when your friend gets nominated for them. Yeah. They're... Do you have a poem that you could read, Ada? Do you have your books sitting next to you there or anything? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Do you want... I, it's, I don't know if you... I don't know if you know this, but I've read a few of your poems on on this podcast. Um, but it, it would be much better for the audience to hear you read them. I do know you've read some of my poems on here, <laughs> and I've listened, and I'm very honored. My policy, my policy is ask for forgiveness, not permission. And uh, 
So far, no cease and desist. It's actually a little disappointing. I wouldn't mind a cease and desist or two. Um, but not, you got that one from yet. Cthulhu that time. That's oh, you're right. You're right. Remember that? Yeah. The lawyers, the the the, the, the law offices of the Elder Taurus did send us a cease and desist for saying the name Cthulhu too often. I don't know. Also, if you know, Ada, we do a little beat before a segment, and we're about to have a poetry oh, course. I love so it. It's just like I love it. it. Just setting it up with a beat. Poetry corner. That was it. That was. Oh, I was like, okay. I was like, I thought it was going to be more. <laughs> oh, oh, you just. I saw you dancing on the video there. Um, um, no, it just it's just a little. It's just a little snippet of a beat to introduce a segment. I love it. And um, it's actually a our third uh, co-host is the the robot. You you allow robots into your home. It's the actual, it's the device that makes the beats. We call it the robot. Um, it also does the dishes. <laughs> okay. You're, so you're going to read us one of your poems right, right here, here on right here One Match Glower right with Matthew and Jaffer podcast, podcast Travagans episode 100. Yes. Yeah. And I thought because, because we were talking about birds earlier that I should read a bird poem. And we were yes. also talking about ma- like made up names and Schaefer was coming up with these wonderful ones. Um, and I, this is a bird that his, its name is not made up, but it sounds made up. Um, and also since Schaefer is such a dear friend, it's, a, it's definitely a poem for friends. So this is a friendship poem. And, uh, and this is a new poem. It's, well, it's new. It'll be in the new collection. It's in um, American Poetry Review. Um, the, I guess it's the, it was last November, December. It's called The Magnificent Frigate Bird. Is it okay to begin with the obvious? I am full of stones. Is it okay to not look out this window, but look out another A mentor once said, you can't start a poem with a man looking out a window. Too many men looking out a window. What about a woman? Today is a haunting. One last orange on the counter. It is a dead fruit. We swallow dead things. Once in Rio near Leblanc, large seabirds soared over the vast South Atlantic Ocean. I had never seen them before. Eight feet wingspan and gigantic in their confident gliding, black with a red neck like a wound or a hidden treasure or both. When I looked it up, I learned it was a magnificent frigate bird. It sounded like that enormity of a bird had named itself. What a pleasure to say, I am magnificent. And two, they traveled as a team, so I wondered if they named each other generously tapping one another's deeply forked tail or their plumage glistening with salt air, their guller sacks saying, you are magnificent. You are also magnificent. It makes me want to give all my loves adjectives they deserve. You are resplendent. You are radiant. You are sublime. I am far away from subtropical waters. I have no skills for flight or wings or skin the waves effortlessly like the wind itself. But from here, I can still imagine rapture, a glorious caught fish in the mouth of a bird. 
This podcast has the best poetry. That was a beautiful poem, Ada. Thank you. Thank you. I got it out because I thought you might like it. I like that the birds were flying. That was amazing. Confidently. I guess flying comes a little more naturally to a bird, Mm -hmm. but I definitely would not fly that confidently, at least at the beginning. I, 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 the podcast is an, is a, is Schaefer and I are like the magnificent mm-hmm. frigate birds because here we are telling each other we're yes. magnificent. Yes. And, and, and declaiming m- magicalness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just name it. <laughs> well, um, Here's the problem is that we usually end the podcast on a a poem, but we can't we cannot end the podcast. We just we just started here. Um, what are we talking about, Shafe? I'm just What's next. I, I'm bold. I'm bold over by the by the poem. <laughs> um, I was going to ask Ada some questions, some mundane questions. Okay, um, here's the mundane question section. <laughs> you're living in you're living in Lexington, Lexington, yes. Kentucky. Correct. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Tell us about that. What's that like? I've never uh, been there. It's a great. What What is your What is your life like in Lexington? What do y'all do? Um, yeah, it's a great city. It's super green and beautiful and uh, good people. Um, but my husband is in the horse racing industry. He has a business called Thoroughstride, um, and he was also is, is one of Schaefer's best friends and uh welcome new sponsor thorough yes exactly oh. and they um they used to live together in fact and so um right oh some of that's already chronicled yes. in this space and <laughs> his name whenever they're talking about shenanigans his name yeah comes up so so you know i live with that guy um, and so shenanigans was actually his middle name. <laughs> so, so we're <laughs> here. Shenanigans, Mark Horton. <laughs> <laughs> and it's um yeah, it's really gorgeous. It's a good. It's a very mellow city. Um, a good place. To so, live. do you guys like go to the races? Um, yeah, sometimes. I mean, it's things have been you know pandemic, but but right. pre-pandemic, yeah, there was there was there is race going. Um, yeah. but yeah, that's. Do you, do you enjoy that? Do you like I going do. to the horse races? I watching do. the ponies? Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. yeah. It's cool. And so They used to live in a fun. tobacco waste station. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. An old tobacco waste station, which had a... Our bedroom was the old safe. It had a safe door on it. What does that mean? <laughs> what is this phrase? Tobacco waste station? Wait like station? A, it's like a... Uh, from what I, I'm not exactly sure what it means, but I think what it means is that it was where. <laughs> well, just like everything else on this podcast, let's right. suppose. But I think what it means is that it was where um, it would the tobacco would be exchanged, right? So there was that's why there was the safe. There was like all of this stuff. So it was this huge sort of structure. Um, so it was the a farmers great old bring house. the tobacco there. They get money for the tobacco. And then the distributor comes and picks the tobacco up and takes it yeah. to other towns or where yeah, yeah. warehouses or factories or whatever. Okay. Yeah, yeah, sure. It was the it was the first yeah. the first step in the 
in the tobacco supply chain. Yeah, it was, you know. After after growing the tobacco, obviously. Yeah. I think, well, that I don't like know an either. interesting, it was an old building that had been converted to a yeah. house. Yeah, it was, okay. it was very cool. cool. It was a cool place. And now you guys live in a more conventional house, uh, uh, i.e. built to, for people to live in, not yes. for tobacco to be weighed in. <laughs> this is a human house. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and that uh, i've i've only seen pictures but it looks really cool and you have a big porch i do we spend most of our time on a screened in porch um oh, and yeah it's kind of amazing in fact we just had our friends Kristen dombeck and bill martin come through um for like three days and we spent most of our time out on the patio and it was awesome it was great for the fireflies are are all about it right now. They're just starting to freak out. Um, so yeah, it's gorgeous. It's different. It's different life than New York, my friend. <laughs> no doubt. Fireflies How are coming out here too. New York? Yeah. Oh, good. I love that part. How long were you in New York? Ten years. Ada? Ten years. That's right about the same as Shafi, right? Yep. Yeah. 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 Let's. And now, and now, here we are in these, in these, in these other, in these other cities. I mean, you, you have a big city. You, you went to another big city. My, my city's quite small, but. Yeah. Austin, What's I the tell population? you. What's Go the ahead. population of Lexington? Yeah. I don't actually know. I'm going to guess 400,000. I think it's around there. Okay. Okay. Um, Austin is, is becoming a big city. It doesn't feel like a big city to me though. It doesn't. No, it's very, uh, it is very homogenous here. Um, yeah. Which it's don't get me wrong, I, I I love it. <laughs> I love this. I, I there's a lot about this town that I love, but uh, uh, you know, there's it's a certain size city where you know it really starts to feel like anything and everything is happening all around you at all times. Yeah, and that's a feeling that I like. Yeah, and that's you guys. It's got to be. If you know, it's 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 only in the top you know, the top five, I'd say, where that, that feeling is met. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, 2019 cen uh, census has it at 323,152 uh, in the city, and then a total metropolitan area at about 500,000. So. Right. And is that including bird we populations? I'm just kidding. <laughs> definitely not much bigger if you add the birds and horses. Do you guys like um, text each other birding stuff a lot? Are y'all in, in a birding club together? Yeah. No, or, we should start a birding club. No, but though. this is a great idea and I think we just did it. I yeah. think that we have just established <laughs> it here. And let's start that birding club. <laughs> this birding club is now. But wait, no, no, that, wait, <laughs> that is a great. But that wasn't really the question. The question was, 
have have you two guys is, is that just a thing y'all are talking about right here or have y'all uh connected on birding in the past because Schaefer's been talking about birding a lot well lately. we but which I thought was a new thing but apparently well not. we've always liked birds I mean Schaefer has been writing about birds birds have been in his poems forever okay I mean okay. if you're a poet I... you know something about birds, birds. are kind of a no-brainer <laughs> 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 they're they're easy they're yeah. easy metaphors for okay. a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. You it's know about heartbreak. Now. You know about <laughs> birds. <laughs> what are the other things that we know? Those are the only two things I know about. <laughs> sharks. You said ancestors. Sharks. sharks. Yeah. Ancestors. Boats. Pirates. Pirates. Oh, did you get, did you bring a pirate poem? I have. The pirate poems somewhere. I can I read one of my favorite pirate poems that we wrote together? Absolutely. Uh, let's see. Can you? I don't know. <laughs> Second poetry coma. Schaefer so, and I. How how many do we have? There's like 40 of them. There's a bunch of them, yeah. Wrote a whole series of pirate poems together. And to prepare for this podcast, I went and got the manuscript from the basement. There it is. <laughs> wow. And wow, wait, we got it. We have a historical document yeah. here, folks. This is this a new is segment. Like, historical document. Oh, I like this. That, the historical document beats nice. I was thinking this this must have, <laughs> was this at the behest of Marion Wren somehow? I feel like we wrote these poems based on some sort of request of hers. Is that? I was trying to remember why, I mean, other than other than a joy of pirates. <laughs> but I thought that there was uh, something more, maybe maybe it was just, what are we gonna write about? Let's write about pirates. I, we need to- It's really hard to- I'll have to ask Marianne. But, <laughs> but it was really, I mean, it was really a fun project because we were both stuck in jobs that were hard for us and they were office yeah. jobs. And I think like many creative people, we were feeling the constraints of the conformity of the office job. And I, don't get me wrong, I'm grateful for work all the time. I'm grateful that I had money and like that was awesome. But at the same time, Schaefer and I would email about poetry and basically like let's live these other sort of alternate lives someday, someday. And now we do it, right? I'm, I'm, I write full time. Schaefer, like, is living his dream now as a bar owner. Like all these things that we just didn't. At the time, we were like, we're, we're going to have to be behind a desk for the rest of our lives. How do we escape? And honestly, that was far and away my most prolific time, when I was chained to a desk. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's different. Not that I'm not. I, I, I've always written a lot, but it was the difference between a poem every day or two and five poems a day, you know, right. <laughs> it's like, even though a You've poem every day or two is prolific, that other thing is 
five to ten times more prolific. You yeah, know? yeah. You've it's, created a uh, hundred episodes of a podcast in nine yeah. months. So yeah, no, yeah. There's something. There's something. It's not like you're doing yeah. nothing. This is. It's fun to. Uh, so we wrote it's about. Fun to make stuff. I think I was trying to. I was reading through, through some of these, and I think some of it is like that. We sort of. I do think there was a theme that we were maybe assigned this, or maybe we just wanted to do a collaboration, but we wrote in a different way where we would write one line at a time. So we'd literally write, I would write a line and then send it to Schaefer and then Schaefer would write the second line and then send it to me. I write the third line and then we, this is how the whole poem would be made. And, um, so we wrote a whole, basically a whole book about pirates. And this is, I just, I thought this was such a good, so this is called During a Storm, We Turn Toward the Big One. What is there now but to turn to science that we've lost interest in our sextants? What is there now but to place real stars over the eyes of our dead compadres? The sea says, bring what little you have, your knives and muskets to the party, your blistered fists and artificial limbs, parrots, parakeets, monkey keats, your chest pit of self-loathing and bees to the knees pillaging, you know, for the pew of this boat, everyone praying a little to be declaimed worth their salt. <laughs> and I was like, and I don't even know anymore who wrote which poem or which line. I, uh... <laughs> well, it doesn't sound disjunct. It sounds really yeah. cohesive. It doesn't sound disjunct. Isn't that at strange? All. Yeah, I, w I was very, and I actually don't remember which line. You guys That's... are on the same wavelength. The uh, I was just looking at one here. Like I, I just like pulled up old uh, Google Gmail text threads or Gmail threads of us composing these poems. Oh, so you can see it actually line by line here. That's um, awesome. And there's definitely one. Uh, one begins the three kinds of ocean are cold one, red one, and me one. <laughs> Sometimes there is an obvious path across the ocean. And sometimes it looks like a long arm beckoning you closer. I'm pretty sure that uh, Ada wrote the second line. And this is like, you know, I can kind of tell from the way these emails are going back and forth. Um, and uh, I can, I think Ada is audacious enough to name an ocean me <laughs> in a way that I might not be. <laughs> uh, but it is fun to kind of do those. There's um, some really wonderful titles in here, and I don't know who wrote the titles either. So this one is called... I, su I success. What? Go ahead. Oh, is this one's called What the Pirate Whispers Into the Fish's Ear. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the whole poem Go is... Ahead. The whole poem is No One Eats Until... Something dies. <laughs> there are, wow. There are a lot of these. They were just wonderful. There's, um, yeah, there, it was really fun to, to, to look back at them and remember writing this project with you. Do you I have can one imagine. of those manuscripts in your archives, Chafee? I do, yeah. Do, do you have a... Okay, okay. 
somewhere. Yeah. We we've we've talked about Shafi's archives in this space as well. He has things archived. So. Yeah. I think I just feel like you could pull that out and read one of those pirate poems from time to time going forward. I'm going to call for that. I can certainly do that. Good, good. Uh, I remember Ada. I remember we kind of realized that, uh, how we like you know we were we we eventually realized we were kind of arranging these poems in a way where we were very much talking about ourselves through the pirates like the pirates were becoming interchangeable with <laughs> us and like i think i think it was ada who was like if you replace the word pirate pirate with poet and all of these <laughs> like they work just the same and uh they're uh <laughs> they were they they were just they were very much they're I mean obviously that they were you know they were very much about us and pirates at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean and I I was surprised. I kinda thought I'd look at them and be like, oh they like maybe a little silly because they were playful, right? They, they were coming from a place of play. But um but they're they're really wonderful. I mean, I really enjoyed reading them. I was, I, that's a funny thing to say about your own work. They're really wonderful. But I just mean there was a, a <laughs> there's such a joy evident on the page in that play, and it felt I was I was proud of those kids that did that. But it also sounds profound. I mean, I don't know if there was a prof- profundity, but there definitely felt like there was reaching for some depth there. Well, I was just basing it off the one you read, and I, I found yeah, it Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it was uh, it was really fun to go find them. And I also love that I just have a fi- folder that just says pirates. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the P section of the archives. Just pirates. <sighs> Ada, you do some teaching? I do. I teach. Um, I teach for a low residency program, uh, the Queen's Low Residency MFA program. Um, Wait, what does that mean, low residency? That's like a small a small it, program. It's for. It's actually um, designed around people who often either, for various reasons, don't can't or don't want to go to a, a brick and mortar and like go. Okay, two three year program pay a lot of money often um, to get an MFA. And these are usually um, like a two-week residency where you're all together or or one or week long and then everything else is online. So you can, it's called distance, distance learning. Um, and so some of it means virtual, but some of it's also just email exchanges where you workshop one-on-one with students. Um, and it's really helpful, like if someone is, you know, they have a full-time job and they're like, I can't, you know, get an MFA right now or whatever. Um, and I also love that they're, they're much more affordable. Um, so I teach in, in that program and it's, they also have a Latin American program. So, uh, every year we go to a different, um, Latin American city. We've been to Santiago, Rio and Buenos Aires and doing those two, two week residencies are just phenomenal. They're so fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you're fluent in Spanish. I'm not. I, I can understand quite a bit. 
Um, my brother is fluent. My father is fluent. <laughs> I'm a, I'm 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 the sort of odd man out. Are they disappointed? <laughs> oh, I'm in sure. You, the yeah. Family? Um, yeah. <laughs> so no, I, but I I can get by. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I am so close to fluency. I feel I feel like if I just spent some time in a Spanish speaking place, some more time in a Spanish speaking mm-hmm. place, that I could be right there. I've been. I've been watching some uh, um, Spanish television oh, yeah. at night. Like the, my local mm-hmm. news is, uh, the channels butted right up against. And it's, I, I think it's Telemundo, but there's this show in Chufe mm-hmm. that's like a comedy show. It's like comedy skits in Espanol, and I would I switch over there for a while, like, and and I. I I feel like if I just if I just watch more Spanish television, I I'll be right there. I'm I'm so cl- I'm That's so awesome. close. Yeah, I bet I bet slow burn. I've been working on it for a very oh, yeah. long time. Oh yeah, I always um, feel like it's one of those things that you should just like wake up and be like, oh, now they're all. I have all the words, and that apparently that's no, not how it's life not happens. Like that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, so we have to learn things, think, and we have to be patient. Hey, and we have to try. Did you uh, <laughs> did you know that you continually have to keep making decisions oh. in your life? Like you never get things like totally sorted. I like when I was a kid, I thought mid forties, I'll just have it all figured yeah. out. There's no more decisions yeah. to make. It's just like all and the it, time. And now the interesting thing is that the decision there's more decisions, and they're bigger decisions. You know, because you're like, yeah. oh, now I need to, I have to be responsible. It's like, okay, now, like, is this the right mortgage for us? You know, like, like these things. It's like, yeah, right. <laughs> like, like sh- what? <laughs> yeah. And like, should I start a podcast? Yeah, I mean, like, that's uh, a big decision. And it was, it was yeah, a big decision. And, and, and that was, that was a no brainer for me. Do you have, I mean, I should be asking you on your 100th episode. Do you have any regrets? <laughs> I have regrets. Um, no, um, no, no. The only thing I regret is the stuff that I didn't make. Mm, Yeah. My biggest, my way, way, way biggest regrets in life is stuff that I didn't do, not stuff that I did, you know? And I saw that on a fridge magnet one time and I didn't (laughs) believe it until it happened to me. (laughs) Yeah. I just didn't believe it. You know, uh, going back to the Spanish, Matthew, Dick's kids are only allowed to watch TV in Spanish. And I know. They're pretty much I know, fluent. and I, when I go over there, I should talk to them in Spanish. I should I practice the, at their house. I thought that's genius, because kids want to watch TV. It doesn't matter, you know. And so you... We, they, you know what? We tried with <laughs> Isabel so hard. Like, we sent her to, like, these, like, Spanish immersion camps and stuff, and she was just yeah. like... She was like, it's hard. We're going to, we'll continue to try. Um, I mean, there, you know, it takes house helps. When I go to mom's fluent, so she just talks, she talks Um, to them in Spanish all the time. So I know, I hear that. That is brilliant. We should ask Ada Calhoun Um, if she is fluent in Spanish. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, that hurts so bad. I. I thought so I like Otto to prepare Calhoun. for an interview. 
I like to prepare for an interview, and then the first thing I do is mistake my guest for like it's not a common name. Like I found the I found the one other common Ada here, and just yeah. But Matthew, yeah, how would you like, know that I what, had what? I had two writer friends named Ada twenty years ago? You know, like there's... I tell you, the the real tragedy would have been is if I had done all my research on Ada Calhoun. <laughs> <laughs> at least at least when I was researching your online presence, I was looking at the right person. Golly. Thank you for bringing Sorry. it back up. Sorry. I, now, I, I now see I now see what level of um of disrespect that it was. God. And I am in, and I am reminded of what level of humor it was. Let's do Schaefer had suggested that this be a time capsule episode and it has been I, to some degree you guys have been talking about the what what, uh, Schaefer, what was your idea about imagining yeah, forward to, what the i meant podcast to crunch the numbers so like uh it's been five six eight months so episode 200 it's been nine months i looked at me <laughs> your head in your badge i said i'm angry we'll <laughs> be episode 200 is that the bare naked ladies will be you know it is <laughs> You know it is. <laughs> so episode, episode two hundred will be what? Will be somewhere around January of twenty twenty two. What do you think is going to be going on then? <sighs> it's really hard. Well, according it's hard to, to David, say, isn't it? <laughs> well, the seas will have risen a bit more, <laughs> and uh, the weather will be. More severe, and um, we will have not broken our dependence on foreign oil too soon. Um, Ada, what do you think? January 2022. Yeah. Um, it's really not that far ahead. It's really not. Um, I think that... I'm, I'm hoping that maybe that I'll have a new book of poems out. Yes. Did you say the name of the new book? Are we not allowed to? I'm keeping it close to the vest just just right now. But um, is that what you say? Is that the same? Close to the vest? Sure. Uh, Well, if if it's not, we will explore that in the next Yield Workshop, which is another segment on the show. Close to the vest? No, it's close to the vest. This is what I, I don't know sayings. I'm always like now I'm questioning yeah, everything. I'm always like uh, saying things like, "What did you think I was born on a turnip truck?" <laughs> <laughs> and Lucas is like, "That is not how you say that." <laughs> it is the original phrase is close to okay. the vest. There you go. I used it yeah. correctly. But thank you for asking. No, I would um, I would share, but I'm I'm gonna hold it hold it okay. a little closer That's right fine. now. Maybe maybe after the book comes out, you'll come back and talk to awesome. us about it. Okay, okay. Let's go back to imagining the dystopian future, Ada. <laughs> it's, it's Ada. All right, Ada. <laughs> If your name was o- if your name was Ada, I could have distinguished you from Ada Calhoun. 
Do you think Ada Calhoun's going to get a Google alert that her name was said in a podcast like 15 <laughs> Probably. times? <No>. Probably. <laughs> okay, what's the next mm-hmm. level we're looking at, Shafi? I'm calculating few, right now. The next. Okay. Are you doing two a week? I think you should cut it down to one a week. Oh, Ava, you, you, got, think you, that... got some, you got some plans, Matthew? <laughs> well, I think that we both have plans and that we, we, could, we could put together one grand show per week. Our original plan was we were doing four a week. And then things started to get busy and that went down to three. And then it went down to two. We're at two a week. Schaefer, we're still committed to two a week? Yes. Okay. Uh, we'll episode, calculate it two a week. Episode one point five would be good. Episode five hundred should happen. Episode five hundred in My around sister, August. We go ahead. Go ahead. We told my sister that at, at episode one hundred we were going to really start advertising, and she said they'll never make it to one hundred. So here we are. Okay, when's episode 500 happening? August of 2023. August of 2023. I'm so scared for the future. (laughs) It's really, it's hard to make predictions like this right now. It really is. I'm like, yeah, I'm just trying to stay positive. I I was just like, let's talk about poetry in the future. Gonna, there's going to be some more great books out. Schaefer, maybe you'll put another book out. It's going to be, you know, let's, we'll, we could focus on creativity and as opposed to the scary Politics future of our planet. Geopolitical Eventually, morass. Eventually, biology and technology will join and cease to, and the, and the line between them will cease to exist. I'm excited about that. Shafi, what episode do you think we'll be on when the singularity happens? Well, that's a good question. <laughs> I think, so let's see. I figured 1,000, <laughs> episode 1,000 comes in around 2027. So if you figure singularity <laughs> is, oh, about... Um, I'm going to say about 2045 for the singularity. So 7, 14. Um, We're not going to make it. So 14 is... Ah. Wait. Um... It'll be around around episode five thousand. Will be the singularity, sometime in twenty forty five. All right, there you go. Finally, you got. Finally, we got some weird uh, long term prediction. Episode five thousand, twenty forty five, singularity. We all download ourselves onto the net, and we all live forever, and we go to outer space. That's your over Sound under good? on the singularity twenty forty five. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Um. I, th- I should say more you- not 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 so much over under because the obvious thing would just be to take the over on that. Uh, that's 
the soonest I can imagine it maybe happening. Shafi, were you going to read a poem this evening? Uh, you know, I, I had some pirate poems, but Ada read some pirate poems, and that's so that's cool. I uh, and I and for some reason now I can't find them anywhere, which is weird because I just had all of the pirate poems pulled up. Um, I'm kind of going between two computers right now because that desktop of mine gave up the ghost, so. Ada, uh, do I, you have another poem sure. that you could round I out the hour to. with? I would be honored. And I'd love to listen to Ada read. We hear me read poems on this yeah. podcast all the time. Let's let me yeah, grab one. another Ada. Best guest yet, right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I thought this could be another bird poem since we've been talking about birds. Um, and it includes Lucas. And what else? It's got that intro music. And this is another, it's a new one, and um, it is a prose poem, so it's, you know, reads a little faster. Calling things what they are. I pass the feeder and yell, Grackle party! And then an hour later I yell, Morning dove after party! I call the feeder the party and the seed on the ground the after party. I am getting so good at watching that I've even dug out the binoculars an old poet gave me back when I was young and heading to the Cape with so much future ahead of me like my own ocean. I yell, Tufted Titmouse, and Lucas laughs and says, thought so, but he is humoring me. He didn't think so at all. My father does the same thing, shouts out to the feeder announcing the party attendees. He throws out a whole peanut or two to the Stellar's Jay who visits on a low oak branch in the morning. To think there was a time I thought birds were kind of boring. Brown bird, gray bird, black bird, blah, blah, blah bird. Then I started to learn their names by the ocean, and the person I was dating said, That's the problem with you, Lamone. You're all fauna and no flora. And I began to learn the names of trees. I like to call things as they are. Before, the only thing I was interested in was love. How it grips you, how it terrifies you, how it annihilates you and resuscitates you. I didn't know then that it wasn't even love that I was interested in but my own suffering. I thought suffering kept things interesting. How funny that I called it love and the whole time it was pain. Dude, that's the crescendo of the whole everything. Yeah. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think we need to do the sign-off tonight, right? Ada, thanks so much for joining us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's been a real pleasure. It was great seeing you here Ada. on episode 100. 
Did it feel like a colossal waste of time? No, it was a great joy. <laughs> okay, good, good, good. Just checking. <laughs> Just checking. And that's the last question that I always ask every guest. I was, I was, I was fully expecting you to be like, well, no, just like a medium sized. I mean, certainly not colossal. I wouldn't say colossal. Very middle to large waste of time. That's fine. What's smaller than colossal? That's why I. That's why I phrase it like that. It it makes sure to hurt my feeling less. All right. Well, we love each and every one of you, as always. Ada, you're welcome back anytime. Thank you. Uh, yeah. We are, we're gonna get we're gonna get your your Mister on here soon. Soon, I think. Yeah, we're Just gonna have a big. Uh, we're gonna have boot. a big horse racing episode. Nice. We're gonna surprise him though. We're just gonna call him out of the blue and be like, "All right, you're on. Let's go. Let's talk to <laughs> oh, him." Oh, I thought Let's you talk. meant well, by surprise. I thought you meant pay the guys to go get him and put him in the car and do the thing. <laughs> I misunderstood. I gotta make a call. All right, maybe we'll do. That. Call. Okay, I gotta call right. the guys off. <laughs> all, right. all right, we love you, my crew in Lexington. <laughs> all right. I'm. I think I'm 100. I'm over here celebrating. Is anybody else celebrating? I think it's I just am. I'm. I'm fully celebrating, celebrating. On a Tuesday night. All right. Um, well. Good night, everyone. Happy oh, 100. Ada, Ada, have you ever heard our sign off? Um, Schaefer's never heard it. He never listens to the end of the show. But um, here, <laughs> anyway, let's do. Let's do it anyway. Um, I just want to remind everybody out there that the. Horror, the choices, the sweeter the wine. A young Nebraska beauty discovered at the mall outshone the golden jewelry and followed. The airport taxi driver Told her mother to beware New York is a fine place to visit But don't leave your daughter Take your daughter back to Nebraska Don't leave her in this town She's the queen of Ogallala But the city will steal her crown Still that mother abandoned Her child to a life so vain Bound by ropes of velvet Drowned in fine cocaine To the wolves that live on Wall Street 
flower of the prairie and now she sits at St. Patrick's and cries take your daughter back to Nebraska don't leave her in this town she's the queen But the city will steal her crown Take your daughter back to Nebraska Don't leave her in this town She's the queen of Ogallala but the city will steal her crown.